Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And from sportsfreak.co.nz is Stephen Gallagher. Evening to you, Stephen. Thank you for joining us. Hey, good evening. Yes, you're absolutely right. I would think it is the most entertaining package out there at the moment, the NRL. Wouldn't be much fun at the moment being a Dragons fan, though. Would I understand you're a Dragons fan, Stephen? What was the score in that game, Stephen? What was the score in that game, Stephen? Look, they couldn't even get 50 against the Dragons. That's pretty disappointing from the Warriors. (laughs) Hey, look, there was some subconscious bias in there. Yeah, yeah. Look, they they played they played really well. The Warriors. It was a fantastic game. I was actually lucky enough to be there at Wollongong on Friday night. It was fantastic atmosphere, and um, yeah, Dra- Dragons uh, terrible, but uh, the Warriors were fantastic. I've only ever been to one um, grand final. That was back in nineteen ninety nine, and that was the Melbourne Storm against the Dragons. And I probably don't need to remind you who won that one. Can I ask you how did you become a Dragons fan? Um, see, I grew up. Uh, Dad was a union man. Mum was a leaguey. I'm a bit of a mummy's boy. Uh, my grandparents are very much into rugby league. They were, you know, a season ticket holders at the Warriors. And But I just, I loved watching um, the, the 90s Dragons flow into the 2000s Dragons, where I was a little bit understandable of, um, of you know, following a little bit more. And I was a big fan of the likes of uh, Trent Barrett, uh, Mark Gesnier, Matt Cooper, um, uh, Matt Head, all these guys coming through. Gordon Tellis, obviously, late 90s, uh, dra- early 90s Dragons player as well. He was fantastic. And just, just love the simplicity of the uniform too. The red V is very um, symbolic, uh, and it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful jersey. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had, had a lot of good players coming through that also represented New South Wales too. So, um, you yeah, know. Shane Flanagan going to turn the ship around in two, one... 2024? Um... Yeah, look, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough time, twenty twenty four. Obviously, no, nothing, nothing uh, is going to be looking that way. But look, uh, Shane Flanagan, I think, um, to arrive. Hopefully, when we do, you know, go, we've got a bit of money to um, bring along our younger players, and then hopefully lure someone into that actually wants to be there and play in the in the red Hey, Stephen, we might just get you to move around a little bit. You're just dropping in and out at times. Try that a bit, mate. Okay, we'll give it a crack. We'll give it a crack. Hey, look, we, we we know that the Warriors are definitely a surprise package this season. I mean, we've been all been so bloody scarred in recent times that it's hard to buy into the hype. But look, through seventeen rounds, I think everybody's you know they are the real deal. You know, um, but but what are the, what are some of the other surprise packages for you? Is is there any other teams there that? Are maybe surprising the pundits. I mean, you would have said maybe four weeks ago the Dolphins, but perhaps the length of the season is now just starting to come back and bite them a bit. Yeah, I think those uh, wheels are falling off that uh, red cliff wagon. That's for sure. They're. Um, I think I've actually been genuinely surprised at just how good. Uh, the Canberra Raiders have been going this year. Obviously, they fell off the cliff last year. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago they were playing in a grand final, but uh, they've just been really consistent over the last sort of six to eight weeks. You think they've only dropped about two games in that time. One of them, obviously, against the Warriors a couple of weeks ago. But they're just really 
putting it on. Um, I think they're currently in sixth or seventh position on the, on the ladder at the moment. They're just playing really good footy, and I know that they um, came up against a, a lowly rooster side, and they only just got the win, but they still play very strong footy. You know, it was 18-6 at halftime, I think, uh, yesterday against the roosters, and they just never looked like losing that game. They've just been really good this year, putting themselves into really competitive positions and just playing really, you know, really hard footy. And once they've got those combinations sorted, I think they've looked really fantastic this year. So I think, um, you know, the Raiders are, they keep uh, keep going the way. They're, you know, destined for a top top four, top five finish. So, um, yeah, they're playing pretty well this year. Obviously, um, the Titans have been playing well too, but, um, you know, they sacked their coach uh, two days ago. So I don't really know how the rest of their season's going to play out either. Yeah, going well, sitting in ninth and you go and sack your coach. I, look, I said this, I, I think the Warriors were lucky that they got the Cowboys in the first six or seven, get twice in the first six or seven games of the season because you looked at this team on paper and you felt that it was only a matter of time. And we are starting to see the momentum. We are starting to see the Cowboys beginning to win. You know, you don't win this competition in the month of June. You do start to win it towards the end of July and August. Are they the dark horse, the Cowboys now? Are they the side that can well and truly break into the eight and go on a run? It's quite interesting because it seems though they haven't really been performing in the first sort of third or first half of the season, but it's almost as if they're growing a leg over origin time because their origin players have been surrounded by those better players as well. And now we're seeing the likes of Jason Thamalolo come back from injury. He's looking fantastic. Scott Drinkwater's playing the most consistent footy he's played this season. All those sorts of um, puzzle pieces are really coming together for the Cowboys. And in pre-season, I did pick uh, Scotty Drinkwater as the uh, Dahlia medalist. And, um, you know, a suspension took him out of the game for about four weeks earlier in the year. And I did say that it was going to be a Sharks Cowboys grand final. And that, you know, I think, you know, sitting in 10th spot, the Cowboys are looking pretty good. They've got a pretty, um, pretty good draw coming up over the next few weeks as well. So hopefully they can um, capitalise on that and uh, force their way into the top eight. And yeah, once they're in that top eight, I think they'll be a really tough side to play against. Now, Sean Johnson, a lot of hype at the start of the season, and I was like, look, you can't put back in what God left out. You know, he hasn't delivered, and he's not going to deliver this year. And, you know, I'm eating a little bit of humble pie, and I'm more than happy to do it. I've never been a coward wise after the fact. And he's having a hell of a season. He's got a forward pack going forward. Um, they've got the culture right. Stacey Jones came out and said one of the areas that they've worked on with Sean too is actually his defence, his ability to make the big tackles, which I think makes him more comfortable than himself going into contact or going to the line with the ball. How is he perceived over there in Australia? What do the Australians make of Sean Johnson? Yeah, I think they um, they uh, are massive fans of his this year because we've seen it, we've sort of seen him into this mature role. We've sort of seen him come into, you know, he used to be this showy kind of a player that used to just put on highlight reel after highlight reel, and now he's kind of a little bit older. I think he's just a little bit older than me. I think he's about 32 years old. He's now running the side like he should be. And I think there are a lot of comparisons to the way that Benji Marshall's career played up to. And obviously Benji Marshall was a massive, everyone loved Benji Marshall here in Australia. He revolutionised the way of the game he played. Bit of touch footy and it's a bit of Sean Johnson about it too as well. But, you know, what I've seen in the media is everyone is just really happy that Sean Johnson's happy and he's playing his best football as well. Yeah, it's a fascinating one, isn't it? Yeah, having just that, you know, if you, yeah, if everything else is right, it's amazing how that then transfers across the white line. Look, let's look at round 18. We've got the Sharks taking on the Dragons. Uh, can you see the Dragons causing the upset? They've got to play at Shark Park. Oh, you know, after another uh, 
denial of Ben Hunt's release, the club's in a bit of shambles. I think the Sharks with a week off last week, they'll be too good for the Dragons, especially on a Thursday night. It's also um, break break for a break. Blake Braley's 100th game, which is a bit of a tongue twister for the Sharks too, so I'm sure he'll be going out and they'll be doing everything they can to get him the win on Thursday night. 24,000 to go get a Mount Smart Stadium. They're going to take on a Rabbitohs team that were beaten up pretty badly in round 17, but we know their class. A lot of people still talking about them and the Panthers being the grand finalists again. How do you see this one? How big a game is this for the Warriors to well and truly cement themselves not just in the top eight, but potentially in the top four. I think this is a massive game. It's really good to see that the Warriors fans have gone out and purchased their tickets early. Obviously, that Rabbitoh side's are really good to watch too when they play front, front, front foot footy. They look exciting. I think the Warriors are going to get the, the Rabbitohs here. The Rabbitohs haven't excited me over the last few weeks. They've had a few people missing. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell's still out. And after uh, a shellacking against the Cowboys um, last weekend, they'll have their tails between their legs. The Warriors are riding high. Three 13-plus wins in a row. First time that's happened since 2002. So things are looking really good for the Penrose-based club. And I would imagine, too, that the real discussion, and this is arguably the game of the round, it's the Melbourne Storm taking on the Panthers. Um, I'm not sure what the deal is with Nathan Cleary at the moment, but I, I, I don't know. I just can't see the Panthers beating the Storm in Melbourne. Yeah, you know, Melbourne just seemed to do it every single year. You know, about six weeks ago we were saying... They're just not going to be good enough. They're not, you know, their season hasn't played out the way it should have been. They haven't been performing, and then they go out and they absolutely torch Manly. They torched the Sharks a few weeks ago. They are looking red hot. Panthers, you know, without all their stars, they still had a really good win on the weekend against Newcastle. But you're right, it's a really big task at Amy Park. I think the Storm will be a little, just a fraction too good. But I think you're right. This is going to be a game of the round, and we'll be definitely all eyes on that one. You mentioned the Titans sacking Justin Holbrook, their coach. They're away to the Raiders. You've talked about the Raiders being the surprise team this season, um, a tough place to play. But is this a case of when you sack the coach, the interim coach comes in and they always seem to win first up? Or is that just well, wishful, is that wishful on, thinking? Well, it happened on the weekend. They got a good win over the, the Broncos, and that was just um, after they let uh, go of Holbrook. They are going to find it really tough down in uh, ACT. It's going to be a really tough game. The Raiders, I just think, are too strong and they just they play their own game they don't the, the Raiders never get sucked into that Titans football which is a bit like tennis where the Titans just want to go try for try you know the Raiders they know what they're about they know what they need to do they won't get sucked into that and I just think the Raiders will play too strong there down for um, the Titans to get the victory there it'll be too hard for them yeah uh, and, and look I think that we've just talked about the Cowboys Cowboys taking on the West Tigers West Tigers you know good side on paper of but probably being the perennial underachievers this season Cowboys too good for the Tigers yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a bit of news out of the West Tigers today too with uh, Tommy Talao and, of course, Luke Brooks signing with Manly for next season. So perhaps that's going to shore up everyone. Everyone's got their, um, their future sort of secure and we might just see a really vintage performance from Luke Brooks. But I think, yeah, Cowboys up in towns will be far too strong for the West Tigers. The Broncos host the Dolphins. Now, Broncos historically around origin tend to go into a little bit of a slump. The Dolphins, as we said, have gone into a slump. They need to get out of it, and they need to get out of it quickly. Can you see the team from Redcliffe's getting this one done, or the Broncos be too good? Well, what's a better chance than going up against Big Brother at Big Brother's big um, you know, home Well, they, they so did it early think, in the year, didn't they? They were very close. I think it was only six points oh, in it. It was a late, 
late try for the Broncos to beat the Dolphins earlier in the year. But I think it's going to be another close game too because I think Redcliffe, Wayne Bennett will still have plenty to prove. Um, I think they get a couple more players back this week, the Dolphins. Um, obviously, they were 40-4 to at halftime against the Eels, but I just think Brisbane far too strong. Okay, economies of scale on this one. Both teams are having poor seasons, the Knights and the Doggies. Coin flip there, Watto, but I think uh, the Bulldogs are probably just good enough to get that one done. Just good enough to get that one done. Should I bet my house on it, or you're not convinced? Look, you, there's no <laughs> house betting on it, on a, a Bulldogs performance or a Knights performance. Oh, I, it doesn't matter, Matt. What, Whatever s- you think is going to happen, the opposite is going to happen. Uh, yeah, well, that's the but that's the great thing about the NRL, isn't it? It's starting, starting to get that English Premier League feel about it, where there is just yes, you look at it and think there's predictability about it, only to discover at the end of the round, in fact, there's no predictability at all about it, and anybody can beat anybody. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. That's maybe where the ad- where the adrenaline rush comes from. Uh, look, finally, uh, the Eels have the the bye, but we've got the Sea Eagles taking on the Roosters. Um, important game for the Sea Eagles. Yeah, they've just fallen off um, the cliffs over the last couple of weeks. They only sit just below the Roosters on the table, I think. Um, I think Roosters are sitting in 12th, so the Eagles just uh, one point behind them in 13th. I, uh, look, both sides, I, I don't know what's going on there, obviously. I think there's been a lot of chat about the Roosters who have just got far too many weapons in the duffel bag and they can't put them all on the field at the one time, whereas the Seagulls just haven't looked like themselves. Obviously, they're going to be missing Tom Trebojevic for the rest of the season again. They can't just keep you know, putting and pinning all their hopes on him. But I think the the Roosters are probably going to be a little bit more desperate than the Seagulls in this one. And I think that the Roosters will be good enough just. Two two close games on on Sunday, I reckon. Okay, Stephen, you're going to go and watch a game this weekend? Yeah, look, I um, I'd love to I'd love to get to the Sharks game on Thursday night, um, but uh, just just see how we go. Um, it's, it's a busy week for me, but I'd love to just I'm trying to get around as many grounds as possible while I'm here. too. obviously the Penrith Stadium's only just around the corner from me as well. So uh, next home game, I'll definitely be heading along to the Panthers game for sure. Well, Stephen Gallagher, we appreciate your time on the program tonight. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Have a good night. Yeah, Stephen Gallagher there from sportsfreak.co.nz. That's sportsfreak.co.nz. Do check out that website as well.